Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. My name is Nathan, and once again, I am joined by Michael and Barkef. Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, I officially just got told I'm in the hot seat, so I'm not doing so good. <laughs> not right doing now. so great. That <laughs> seat, doing it great. hasn't fully heated yet. Yeah, but it, doing great. Yeah, it's when is Brian coming back? Come on, Brian, right, get on this right. thing. Get this Brian, hot seat. Brian supposedly has something called school. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get it. That excuse is about to leave. It is yeah, about to leave, and then true. he will be back. And in fact, at some point, because he'll be back on the rotation, he'll he'll be in the hot seat. Yes, he will. We got him in the rotation in June, starting in June. We got you coming up in May. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Everybody will get a chance. To uh, to feel the heat, as we yeah, say. Yeah, you all will get the hot seat. Yeah, in this room. We don't really say it in the business. We just say it in this room. <laughs> That's so, it. Around That's this it. table. Around this table. So. No, other than that, doing great. Doing awesome. Great. Barkef? I think we should do the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop when we talk about the heat. Oh. The heat is on. That was actually the sequel. Or was it the first one? Uh, yeah, the first one. one. It was the first one. Okay. Uh, Shakedown was the second one. Why do I know wow. these things? yeah. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. I will never play against you in Trivial Pursuit. Lose every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? We kicked off a new series this weekend, uh, the uh, Know and Grow series. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Second Peter, and mm-hmm. Michael had the uh, had the privilege of uh, leading the beginning, coming out the, of the gate, and I can I can tell you from personal observation that blood, sweat, and tears went into this preparation. <laughs> no, it was really uh, no well I'm done. saying like really Michael well put in the time on this one, like he always blood. does. There's he a always payoff does. on that investment. Yeah, that was it was it was yeah, a really great message, great kickoff, and and I know that uh, you really put the work into the. Stuff. Study of this, so why don't you give us an overview of uh, of you know what we discussed? Yeah, well, obviously, as you say, we went into Second Peter, and it makes sense because we just got done with First Peter right before Easter, and it was just interesting as as we've known for a couple months. We're getting into Second Peter, and you're studying, and you're looking at it, and and you find out all these things about it that maybe some people know, some people don't. But for instance, he's this he's about to die. This is his, his last letter he writes, and and so he's. He's tunnel visioned in, he's fully focused, has full clarity, and he's not going to waste any words. And so coming out of the gate, he's writing to the same people, and it was just interesting to me um, over the course of this whole short, short book, it's three chapters, it takes nine minutes to read through. And so I encourage everyone to do it, especially since you know it's coming up the next six weeks. But as he writes this book, he he starts out talking about uh, spiritual growth and knowledge, and that is a theme of the book. But the real purpose of why he's writing the book is to combat the teaching that was going on because there was false teachers who made their way in and began teaching uh, heretical teachings and, and, and preaching from verses that are in the Bible but not preaching the truth of them. And, and, and so anyway, swaying the mind of some of these people. But in chapter one, he's not really talking about the false teachers just yet. He's kind of hinting at some of the things that he's going to address that the false teachers are, are teaching. But chapter one as a whole, here he is at the end of his life, and it's just this really encouraging, hey, y'all can go do this, and y'all should go do this. You should live this way. You should live this godly lifestyle. And in fact, he, he says that the uh, same thing Paul said, you have a call on your life now, a calling as a Christian to, to walk out life the way God created to be lived. And so... It was interesting as I started diving in, the first thing I noticed is he calls himself a bond servant, 
versus first Peter, he doesn't. And so I took from this and first in the first chapter, he's talking about spiritual growth. And here he is at the end of his life, seeing himself differently um, as his main identity than maybe he had previously. And then I just started thinking, well, that man is different than the one that wrote first Peter, you know, anywhere from one year to maybe a year. Really, really stellar job. Don't you just think about your life? Oh, it was really well done. The man you are right now is different than the man you were yesterday or a year ago. Spiritually speaking, you can look back and you see these key moments. And so then it just took me all the way back to him being on a boat with his brother fishing, and that was his occupation. Yeah. And now you fast forward years later, some 40 or so years later, and he is at the end of his life, and and he says, hey, I'm a bondservant. I've grown in what I'm about to tell you. I've experienced this. So I'm trying to convince our people what we're about to read is a hands-on, mm-hmm. um, uh, just a hands-on book or letter that he's going, hey, I'm writing from experience. And so as you get through the rest of the text, you see... He, he first starts, not only has he learned this lesson from calling himself a bondservant, but then he paints these beautiful truths in the first four verses about, look at everything God's done for us. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to understand the belief in Jesus, that's offering, or the simple uh, way to have it is through belief in Jesus, everlasting life. And, and he's offered that to us based on no merit we have to do on our own. So that's a gift from him. And then he goes on, verse verse 2, 3, 4, you see these gifts from the Lord yeah. that span the whole entire length of your Christian journey, of mm-hmm. your life, yeah. from moment of belief to access to live this life, to the things needed to live this life out, to even the precious promises to come. And so he's laid it all out, saying, I've created this for you, but now it's time for you to put in the work, which is where he switches it on verse 5. He writes about seven qualities, I think, just to get our minds wrapped around. It's not like this is the you do all of these things and only these things. It's, I think yeah. it's a pretty good list, but it's not every little thing maybe we need to do, but it definitely sums up a lot of qualities we need to have as a as a Christian. And then he talks a little bit of compare and contrast. Of, so if you are a Christian and you live these out, good for you. This is what life is like. But if you don't, this is what life is like. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, which one do I want to do? Do I want to be the blind, short-sighted, and forgetful Christian? No, Mm -hmm. that's not good for us. And so trying to encourage our people on that. And then he gets to the very end and he talks about this type of life that we live. If we live this way, the way God wants us to be lived, then no doubt our entrance into the kingdom will be a great one. Really well done. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, and I shared the story that I hadn't thought about in forever, but Allie and I've talked about this many times because I shared a story about me in Africa, one of the trips I went on. And I was the guy in 20 years old when I lived in Africa for a year that I would have I don't know why I didn't, because I, looking back, I thought I would have been the guy to yell and be like, hey, who are y'all? Yeah. What are y'all doing? But I was sharing the story about coming off the airplane and looking up, and there's a private jet, and there's three people getting off that jet right as I'm getting off this big airplane. They don't have to go get their luggage that's put in. Mm-hmm. There's a carpet rolled out. They get into yeah, the... literal red carpet. Yeah, yeah. red yeah. carpet rolled yeah. out. And, and the th- classic movie-esque, three, uh, SU- or three cars, uh, you know, like Mercedes, black, tinted windows, that yeah. thing. And they, three people walk out, one gets in each car, and off they go. And here I am in the time it took me just to walk down the stairs. They're already in, and they're living life in Africa. And I'm like, well, I still got to go through a hot airport, yeah, AC. Yeah. And so anyway, it was just funny because I'm like, man, that's, the, that's what Peter's saying, that the experience is different. And although I was experiencing Africa, I probably mm-hmm. would have experienced it a lot differently and enjoyed it a lot more, too, if I was experiencing the way they did. So in the end, I was trying to encourage our people in what 
Peter's trying to encourage them in, that, that we have a calling to live life the way God created it to be lived, but also he's made a way for us to do this, and we have to yeah. go through it through this one word that I brought up at the beginning that he brings up throughout the text and will throughout the rest of the book, but knowledge, and how it's this knowledge that we we will want to, once we take it in, we realize how beneficial it is, we'll want to continue learning and growing in that. And so that's one reason we even named the whole series Know and Grow. So I hope it was encouraging. I heard, uh, you know, some good things about it, and people seem to seem to take it in. and And I hope now we can apply it and be these people that Peter talks about in chapter one. Well, well, let me let me just encourage you at our life group and a bunch of seasoned believers in this life group on Sunday night. And boy, God really used you. I love it. They they really embraced it. They were enthralled with it. They were so excited with the clarity that you brought. Your illustrations were stellar. Uh, your presentation. I mean, you just need to know uh, your investment and in saying, "All right, God, I-, I need you to do this in and through me." I know I need to be engaged in the process, mm-hmm. but uh, I, you need to be the one doing this. And it was very obvious. And well, you should be, you should be extremely that. encouraged. I was I was so excited. Uh, you just need to know. You know, it's awesome. funny. I appreciate you saying that. What's funny is, <clears throat> and I. I think we all would understand this. And any any job that anyone does and they get through a, a piece of it, like for us speaking on a Sunday morning, I was preparing and I had notes and it just, and it was just weird. I just felt like I didn't, not need the notes, but the Lord, maybe the Holy Spirit was like, just trust me in this. You know this text and you can bring it up. And I was practicing with notes and I'm like, I kept messing, not messing up, just wasn't clear and stuff. <clears throat> so I get done with it. And of course, I want to be clear what the text says to the people. It's a calling of a pastor, of a shepherd of this moment. It's such an honor, and uh, there's a great responsibility to it. But when I got home, and I'm talking to Allie, and then, you know, like, it's, an, it's nap time. I just go outside, and I'm laying down. It's just such beautiful days. Was, yeah, yeah, look. <laughs> After you've preached two sermons on a Sunday, you better go yeah, take a nap. You yeah. lay down. Well, yeah, it was right. like 72. Let me just remind, so, let me just yeah. remind my family. If yeah. you preach too, sir. <laughs> hey, on May twenty one, May twenty first, when you preach, I'll text yeah, Kim and you, say, "Hey, you, let him nap. I will need in a nap." A nap so well, all that to say, I, I laid there, and it was, it, it was just like the Holy Spirit. Um, it was just a, I, I guess I could say, it's just a faith thing for me, where I felt gr- my own personal growth, not just because exactly. of communicating, yeah. but just oh, in just, trust in the Lord. If just absolutely. from me being able to walk out the calling absolutely. I had, I'm praying about everything's we have access to it, mm-hmm. or I'm talking about that because that's what Peter shares, and I'm sitting in my backyard at two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, being like, "Wow, I'm growing." Absolutely. That, so it it, that's just a that's fun. a sweet side of all those many hours, that hard work, and the Holy Spirit speaking to you from His Word. So you're not just getting up there and, okay, I've read some verses, now let me shoot from the hip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, no, you know, um, I have a gift, but I need to engage that gift, mm-hmm. and I need to invest myself in this. And I trust the Spirit. And trust God <laughs> that He's going to do this work in and through me, and I'm sure you got a lot more treasures out of it than you were able to share with us. And uh, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, I was, well, I, I was really excited it. about it. It spoke to me. Uh, it encouraged me all the more, and it encouraged my bride. It uh, encouraged that an entire life group it. of seasoned believers. Don't you mean salty? 
No. <laughs> no, I That's do not. That's a different not. term in 2023. I, we could say I, I, the one salty, that would be me, but the rest of them were awesome people. Uh, so no. anyway, well, I love that. just well, be I encouraged. Be encouraged, I, my excited. friend. Well, hopefully it feel the same after this week because I'm coming back up. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's an honor to do this. And you really kicked it off extremely well, once again, stepping into Peter's life and kind of given us a, a little chronology of his life and, mm-hmm. and with the specific aspect of see how he has grown. Mm-hmm. And now he has some experiential knowledge, which, of course, Is those what? first two verses mm-hmm. are epikinosin. Mm-hmm. And uh, where knowledge shows up is what I mean by the mm-hmm. first two verses. And that he's saying, and it's that's not all the way through the text. It's not all experiential it's knowledge, not the but same, yeah. he yeah. is saying, I have some experiential knowledge, and so do you, but there's so much more available mm-hmm. to you. Right. Uh, and it was really, really well done. Really well done. Well, it was fun because <clears throat> I was thinking of your intro to First Peter, uh, it was like, I don't know, 12 weeks ago, whenever we, we jumped into that 13 weeks ago. And I thought, well, I don't know what else there's to say about Peter because Barkef covered it so well. But then I was also thinking, okay, I want people who may be new because we have a lot of new people Absolutely. coming to know some things. And whether they've gone to church or not, I figured these points that we highlighted in his life, no they question. would all know about. No question. And so then to think even just the ones are real quick, you know, John, the end of John he, and Jesus restores them. Well, right before that when not right, but closely to that when, when he denies Christ, but Right before that, when he cuts off his... He's a different man. Really well he's, done. he's coming from a different place. And, and, so and what an encouragement learning. to all of us that exactly what you just said. Look, by the grace of God, I will not be the same person mm. tomorrow that I am today. By mm-hmm. the grace of God, I can look back and, uh, you know, we talked about the shame mm-hmm. that Peter did carry for a period of time. And Jesus did... Restore him to ministry, not mm-hmm. to salvation, because he never lost that, but to ministry. And that there's that progress, and all of us can look back on our early Christian lives, let alone our non-Christian lives, mm-hmm. but our early Christian lives and say, man, wow, I, that 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 gives me <laughs> ugly feelings when I think <laughs> back to that, and, and it's some shame feelings, but then praise God, mm-hmm. I'm not that person anymore. So true. Uh, God's continuing to transform me, and and frankly, if I will stay engaged, mm-hmm. He will He will transform me all the more, and, which mm-hmm. is His every intent. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, glory to be to Him for that. So. Well, that's even what He says in verse five: is you know you got to add to your faith, mm-hmm. and and it's not going to happen naturally. So you have to stay engaged. This is a continual, lifelong process. So anyway, I totally agree with you. Well and, done. And you have to Just do well it. Well done. Be yeah. encouraged. You guys are doing such a great job. <laughs> oh, Nathan, welcome Nathan, to the podcast. We need that, we, Nathan, we need that deep voice in I here. Just, I just dropped some sarcastic comments every once in a while. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that the emphasis on, and you and I were sitting there talking yesterday, Michael. Uh, you know, there's there, you're talking about the, the blessed entry, uh, you know, because of how we live now. Um, and obviously, we do live for the day of his return. But sometimes we miss this. That future perspective impacts how we live, as we've been talking about right now, but not just as a method of living right necessarily to please him, which we do, but also experiencing him saying, look, this is the very best way. This is the very best for you. And talking about growth and looking back on our lives, there's always the possibility, which we've expressed, to go the other direction. 
and we have to be and and what and, and what believer has not at least in periods of life, if not a day, a week, or a month, or maybe even longer, had some level of that experience of mm-hmm. reverting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we hear that, we go, "Yeah, I know that's true." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's mm-hmm. and here's the Lord saying, and Peter's writing this saying, "Look." Nobody wants you to go backwards, mm-hmm. you know, there, and we want you to go, God wants you to go forward and grow. And so mm-hmm. we want you to be able to look back and, and just be blown away by where I started and where I ended. And, you know, we always say, use the term ending well, I mm-hmm. want to end well, I want to run the race well. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not by my own ability. Right. Mm-hmm. That is, as you've said, by the grace of God and, uh, and by each of us, uh, living in the spirit, living, have the spirit live through us. So, as, as Peter says in first Peter, in the strength that he he provides. He provides, not my own. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some of that next week, because, this Sunday, because he, he is going to tell us that he's about to put his tent up is, is, yeah. in the way that Jesus told him. He, and for him, he ends well, but he also ends bad yeah. for him yeah. and uh, in, in the way that he was martyred or persecuted. And so, yeah, I the, the interesting piece is you have to have some great reason to get through any hardship or pain like it's mm-hmm. not just oh this is fun let me go do it what's your end goal yeah yeah even here on this earth like why would an athlete train so hard well they have that championship or they have that goal they're trying to attain or reach for here and now well for us it's not everlasting life we get that through what jesus did he tells us that in the first verse that we've obtained this like precious faith based on jesus righteousness not ours but in the here and now uh, <laughs> We, we can live this way, but it's going to be hard, yeah. but it's also going to be worth it. And mm-hmm. what's the end goal? Well, on this great day when Jesus returns, uh, and really for all eternity, um, that experience will be so worth it. And so we need to know that and like just put it deep within where we can just experience it and have that be our motivation. And Peter says this... Um, throughout this book, throughout First Peter. But these are the things that I think are interesting to me because he wants you to add to your faith these things. And it's, like I said, it's not easy. And that's why I use the analogy of of, of uh, Mount Everest, where how it's, that's tough to climb. Even now, you know, now hundreds and hundreds and yeah. maybe thousands of people have done it because they've created the path and people have done it before them. But they have all the tools they need or else they're not going to make it. And Peter says, "Why well, it's like Mount Everest to live this life. It's not going to be easy because you got to continually add to it. And I said, and trust me, I'm a pastor, but also I got, my, my wife has a business. We got babies. We got kids and sports. We got schedules everywhere. It's really hard to do this. But just like climbing Everest, God's given us everything we need to be able to do it. Yeah. And we can do it successfully as Peter uh, next week, we'll see, has done that in his life. And he's wanting to finish strong. But there is the end goal. And what is it? And he tells us in verse 10 and 11 that uh, if we live this way, an entrance will be supplied to us that's a rich entrance into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then he says in verse 4 prior to that, that this is one of the precious promises, prophetic promises of what's to come for every Christian, and that we should grow and know in this, so much so that it changes how we live here and now. Just like our Hebrews 11 by faith series last year, where we were talking about it, and even First Peter, we called sojourners and strangers, that we're passing through this life onto our heavenly home, our better home, our everlasting home. And so that and, motivation... And, that, and that's an example of why we want to stay in the Word, because... As excited as we all are and were on Sunday, uh, that leaves us very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. We live in this world right now, and it 
constantly bombards us with this is all there is. And that all the more reason that we want to be those who press into the word and 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 do that daily, not from a legalistic perspective, mm-hmm. but it's it's like you know eating eating your meal. I mean, if you don't eat a meal, mm-hmm. you know you skip all your meals for a long time. There's going to be a price to pay. And similarly, there's a spiritual price to pay in that our in tuneness and our excitement and that uh, strength that He provides. Uh, wanes when we get distracted. Well, just a little hint. Uh, it's about 95% sure I'm going to call this sermon Sunday back to the basics. And so that's what he's going to talk about. He's writing to these people and he'll talk that's about great. how that's great. they're people who know these truths, but he wants to continually remind them and stir them up. Fantastic. Because why? Because this world can direct our attention and energy away from these truths. And so we got to make sure that we're combating that by being in these and using yeah. these basics. And so anyway, we will get to that, but I totally agree with you. And uh, it sounds like Mark Hefka actually can preach next this yeah, Sunday he for probably me. could. He just said, it down. <laughs> I would just warn you. I would just warn you now that you've officially said it, don't change the title. Right. <laughs> no, you can. You just have to say something about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your disclaimer. There'll yeah. be a disclaimer on the screen. That's right. If you listen to the podcast, Michael changed the title, so right. it's still no, the same I, stuff. I, I probably won't. And uh, no, you ought I, to. That way, we'll get uh, phone calls finally about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah everybody. Right. Yeah. Hey, you we'll, lied to we'll, us. Yeah, we'll find out. You misdirected us. But anyway. Well, no, I don't think I will. But hopefully, you guys come anyway. And, and, yeah. and you know what? You need to come Sunday because what if I do? You want to be there for that to experience the change. What go. am I going to call it? I don't the know. Gas. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we want. How, how dare he? Right, right. Well, awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, thank you, Michael. I mean, you know, it's it's fun to uh, hear you talk about how excited you get about this, and and when you really launch into. And you know, again, I will say, I uh, I have the the privilege of sharing an office, so I get to see you do this, and I get to see you wrestle with it and start talking about it. Yeah. And, and there are days that you know we don't get a whole lot done because we're talking about right. your message back and forth. Right. So um, well, I appreciate the sounding board. Yeah, no, I'm you know it's it's fun to be in there. So well, I appreciate you guys uh, joining us today. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just a blessing for us to know that this is not just falling empty and, and out there hanging out in the podcast first and nobody's listening but we're enjoying it and we'd be still be doing it anyway it's a highlight of the week just, just to sit down and talk about relational this. between yeah. us and pastors it's just yep. it's this is fun. fun and just there's a microphone in front of us that happens to catch what we're saying yeah. it's great well uh, i'm gonna say you need to be here sunday to hear the uh to hear the follow-up to hear uh, the second part and uh just uh but be in you know, fellowship with us. We love people coming through that door and getting to know them. And, and even those we've known for many, many years, it's family walking through and walking in there, people that we love. So anyway, with that, I will say thank you guys for listening one more time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.